Hey everyone, this is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. You know, all of us need the right kind of voices in our lives. Voices that inspire us to know the one who made us. Voices that awaken our divine destiny and reveal to us the goodness of God. Well, that's what this ministry is all about. So enjoy the message. center of the country. Good morning. We're to you from Tulsa, Oklahoma, Highway family. Boy, we have missed being with you live online, and we are so glad for this Sunday, the 14th day of August. God is good. We just want to catch you up. We welcome you if you're joining us for the first time. We bless you. We're so glad you're here. Uh, you're about to hear some news that is too good to not be true. And we encourage you to embrace the goodness of God that we're about to share with you. It is what changes us. Mm-hmm. Realizing how good he is. Okay. Realizing what he did for you already through his son. And realizing who you've become through simple faith in Christ. So we have been on a a journey uh, uh, from the East Coast to the center of the country, (laughs) and uh, we're here now, and we're excited. Uh, The Holy Spirit has been so faithful to provide for us, to encourage us, to remind us of the calling He has upon our lives and upon this church, upon this ministry, and that is to preach and to teach and to proclaim and to publish and to sing of who Jesus is, what he's done for us, and who we are in him. Mm. And uh, Highway, I want to encourage you, you know, we've been reminded of how unknown these three realities are among the body of Christ. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Most believers are living their lives feeling like there is a distance. Right between them and God the Father. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, We're going to talk about no distance. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ, there is no distance between you and the Father anymore. So good. Jennifer, here we are. I love it. I love it. So good to be back together and live here with you all. I don't know where you are this morning. We encourage you to interact on the uh, live platform this morning. Let us know where you're watching from. If you've got a group gathered there, we want to know what's happening there this morning, wherever you are. We're just so privileged and thankful for this avenue by which we can stay connected and um, just grow in the Lord together. It's yes, so good. That's right. That growing, it never stops. No, it doesn't. We it keep doesn't. growing together. It's so good. <laughs> and we want to encourage you. We have, have some, uh, some fresh, hot Jesus yeah. to serve you this morning. Yeah. And so we're going to pray and we're going to get right into the word, okay? Hallelujah. So let's pray together. Thank Father, you, we Lord. thank you so much for who you are. Mm-hmm. You've revealed yourself to the world through your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for the finished work of Christ. There's nothing we need to add to it. It's already done. And we thank you, Lord, for who we've become through simple faith in your son. 
that we are the sons and daughters of the Most High God. Mm -hmm. We thank you, Father, that you are leading and guiding this highway family. Thank you, Lord. That you're moving us forward into all that you have purposed for us, that your will is done in our lives. Abundant life, just as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. And Father, we rejoice in you this morning and thank you. In the name of your son, mm -hmm. amen. Amen, amen. Well, this is something new for all of us as we're developing and growing and moving forward in this ministry. We've begun the Highway Home Network, and this is something that anyone can become a part of. All you need is an internet connection, which is pretty sweet. But the Highway Home Network is a, a network of homes. Uh, in this country, can be in any country as long as you have an internet connection. But it's a network of homes where people are gathering around the Word of God, around the goodness of God, and growing in the reality of who He is, what He's done for us, and who we are in Him. Mm -hmm. And uh, we invite you to, to connect, to partner with us, to grab a hold of the goodness of God. And I want to talk about that this morning um, because I think there are a lot of believers out there who are uh, not experiencing the reality of the abundant life Christ came to give them. And we're going we're gonna, to uh, get into the working knowledge of it, all right? Because we want you to experience Christ in your daily life. It, it, it's good to, um, you know, be a part of a church, that's important, but most important is that you're personally experiencing the reality of what Christ did for you. And that's really, uh, we say it often at Highway Church, uh, the church is not a building that we're in, you are the church. The church uh, is the people who are filled with the Holy Spirit, the people who are born of God. So wherever we gather, that's where the church is, okay? Mm -hmm. So the Holy Spirit has been so faithful as we've traveled these last four weeks, and we've done about 3,200 miles mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> driving, and uh, it's been so fun, and we've traveled through several states, and uh, we, as we left Massachusetts, we kind of went up the northern border of our country and went uh, across New York and into uh, Pennsylvania around Lake Erie. We stopped at Cedar Point, the amazement park, <laughs> the roller coaster capital of the world. Yeah, so fun. And that was fun. Hadn't been there in a long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we, we traveled up through uh, Chicago and we visited some pastor associates of ours in Chicago. And then we, where'd we go after that? We headed over at, from Illinois. We went, uh, Omaha, Nebraska. we went into Omaha, Nebraska. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we traveled through Nebraska and Iowa and where else did we go? Kansas. Kansas mm -hmm. and south and Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And then we, we, we had so much fun. We got to our home and our stuff arrived a couple days after we got here, which was great. Mm -hmm. And then we were here for probably about six days. And then we headed down to uh, southern Texas, a little north of Austin, for Danny and Mariah's baby shower. And that was amazing. <laughs> and uh, we're so excited for them. And for all that God is doing. And then we came back up here a few days ago and we're still unpacking. We've still got boxes around the house. 
Uh, but we're we're doing everything we can to get the word to you. So we we hope you're taking advantage of all the word that's been published and produced for you each week on Wednesdays and Sundays. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about. So the Holy Spirit, as we traveled and and talked with different believers and went to different church services, you know, we were just reminded by the Holy Spirit of how important it is what we're doing and what we're called to do. Yeah. And if you're new to this, uh, to this church family, to this network of believers, we focus on three things here. Uh, who Jesus is, what he's done for us, and who we are in him. And these three things you'll find are comprehensive. They cover every area of your life. And if you will grab a hold of the true knowledge of Christ in each of these areas of your life, you will reign as kings in life through Christ Jesus. Satan will not be able to manipulate you. He will not be able to take advantage of you. He will not be able to talk you into things. You will rise above the wisdom of man and religious tradition and begin living the abundant life that Christ came to give you. All right. So uh, as we we talked and traveled and met with believers, it became very apparent to us. And again, just reminded of how many believers who are wonderful people, sincere people, they love God, but they're living with this uh, sense of distance between them and God. And you go ahead. I was going to say, I think sometimes we forget how, yeah. Or we need to be reminded, it's maybe a better way to say, we need yeah. to be reminded that what we believe about who God is, yeah. what we believe about what Jesus has done for us, and what we believe about who we are in him, yeah. uh, really touches everything we do. Our uh, beliefs are what inform our actions. We don't just, um, we don't, we just don't act independent of our beliefs our beliefs inform how we operate and live every day you know what we do flows out of what we believe so true and so we need a reminder that these things are foundational you might say what's the big deal you know if i have a wrong belief Mm -hmm. well it's going to impact how you move forward um, into the rest of your day. And then that day compounds on the, into weeks and then weeks into months and months into years. And all of a sudden you've lived an entire life that maybe you didn't recognize that your beliefs were informing every decision that you made. So these things are foundational to how we live life every day, how we relate with Mm -hmm. one another Mm -hmm. Uh, where we go to church, um, how we yeah, how we interact with people that we meet, and who God might bring into mm. our lives. So these things are so important, and we've just been reminded about that again, the significance of these things repeatedly over Absolutely. and over. Absolutely, it's exciting. It's exciting. Absolutely, and we believe that's why the Lord has repositioned us in the center of the country to work in the center out to really spread the message he's given us. Now, let me give you some examples because what you're talking about is so important. So if I, for example, you know, uh, and I've shared this regularly at Highway Church over the years, being in the body of Christ for uh, for a few decades now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
you know, you'll hear believers sing songs that reveal what they truly believe. For example, they might sing a song that says, Come, Holy Spirit. Right. Mm -hmm. Now you say, well, what's wrong with that? You know, isn't that a good thing to invite the Holy Spirit to come? Well, no, it's not. Why is it not? Because he's already come. Okay. Stay with me. You know I say some shocking things, right? That's what I do. But in the book of Acts, you see the holy, the, the scriptures reveal to us that when Jesus ascended, there's a period of time about, about seven days, not very long, between the ascension of Christ after his resurrection and the descension of the Holy Spirit. And if you read the book of Acts, you'll find the Holy Spirit has come already. So if I'm inviting him to come, that reveals I don't realize he's already here. Can you imagine inviting a friend over to your house and they come in you, and they're sitting in your living room and you're sitting across from them and you call them on your phone and ask them to come over? Wouldn't that be awkward? Right? Well, that's what a lot of believers are doing with the Holy Spirit. He's in, actually, he's not only in the room, he's living inside of you. So can you imagine you're saying, come Holy Spirit, and he's saying, I'm here. <laughs> I'm, I'm living inside of you. So what would the difference be if I'm thinking in my mind, because if you're a believer, right, if you've put your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Romans 10, 9, and 10, you've confessed Jesus as your Lord, you've believed in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then the Holy Spirit has made your spirit brand new, and he's actually living inside of you. Now, if I cultivate the consciousness of that, Mm -hmm. I I start living differently. So when I get up in the morning, I'm regularly reminding myself throughout the day that the Holy Spirit is living inside of me, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. As I go throughout my day, whether I'm brushing my teeth, whether I'm having breakfast, whether I'm meeting with, uh, with uh, people at work, no matter what I'm doing, I have this underlying consciousness mm-hmm. that the very same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is living strong in me, (laughs) that there is no distance between him and me. It will affect everything I do. It will affect every interaction and transaction that I'm involved with. But if I have this mentality of there a distance between God and I, and I've got to invite him to come, and I've got to reach out to him, and I've got to cry out to him, and I've got to hope for some kind of supernatural experience, what have I done? Now I've, I've created a separation in my thinking between him and me. <laughs> and I'm going to be in a, in, a, in, a, in a mindset of distance. Right. I think of the pool game that kids play Marco Polo. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is not uh, interested in playing a game of Marco Polo, <laughs> right? Where one covers their eyes and calls out yeah. Marco, and the, the other says Polo, <laughs> right? It's uh, it's that's. 
That's not. There is no distance. No distance. We're not blind or separate no. to the Holy Spirit and His activity in our lives. So I just had that image. <laughs> uh, we don't need to play Marco Polo with the Holy right. Spirit. <laughs> it's not a game of hide and seek. It's not. Christ it's revealed Himself to us. And, and we've been given the word <laughs> to teach us how good he is. So good. Right? So good. So please pinch yourselves and, and grab a hold of the message of this ministry. It will absolutely transform your life. Yeah. It will change the way you operate on a daily basis. So we're meeting in homes. You can, you can. There may be some meeting in public places. Uh, we're excited to see this develop. But wherever you're gathering, the most important thing is that you grab a hold of the word that we're sharing. Yeah. Okay, and and. Uh, Let's let's talk about that a little I bit. I think you should. I was thinking that, uh, you know, what you're talking about is conforming our lives to the Word of God. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, if we think differently from the Word of God, then we change our thinking, which we've yep. talked about in the past. Yep. We change our thinking to be in line with what yep. the Word tells us. Mm -hmm. And why, uh, you know... Isn't that a problem? Shouldn't, shouldn't we think for ourselves? Mm. Uh, why should we align ourselves with the Word of God? Yeah. Well, let's, let's connect these two. So yeah. let's say I'm a believer, okay, and I've, I've confessed Jesus as my Lord. Yeah. And I, I read my Bible, That's but I, I still have this underlying concept that God is separate from me or God is out there somewhere. And I've got to somehow, uh, you know, do something to get him to act in my life. Okay, so what does that do? Well, it, it leaves this underlying uh, sense of, or, or let's say this, where does this concept of distance come from? Where, where do we get this idea that God is separate from us? Well, because we've all sinned, Right. Mm -hmm. Mankind blew it, yeah. right? We're aware. We, we, We're aware. We, we sinned. Well, all of us have sinned, and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And, and that's what the Ten Commandments were all about, right? Mankind became so hard-hearted and so arrogant that, that God had to reveal to them how far short we've fallen. So what does the law do? The law reveals to us our need for a Savior, Right? So the law is important because it opens our eyes to the reality because God has never lied once. Thou shalt not bear false witness, right? God doesn't commit adultery. God, uh, God uh, doesn't uh, do anything uh, contrary to purity and love and righteousness, right? So we've all done things contrary to love, right? So the law reveals to us, but here's what's happened in the church. The church has, has made the law the focus, the law was a temporary measure okay. to open our eyes to our need for a Savior. What should the focus of the church be? Christ, the gospel, Jesus. what God has done for us through his son. The gospel reveals to us that the sin problem has been solved. Yeah. 
that Jesus became sin for us and that on that cross and that through faith in Christ we have become the righteousness of God that all distance between us and the Father is canceled is canceled through simple faith in him. So I think, you know, the intentions may be good, but sometimes the church focuses on, on the wrong thing. We, it's important to know the law, but to understand it and keep it in context. Do you know we're not under the law today? Well, that's okay. That's Ephesians yeah. chapter 2. So if I don't realize, if I think that my relationship with God is based upon my performance of the Ten Commandments... I'm going to have this underlying sense of unworthiness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Come on, let's be real. I don't like playing religious games. Mm -hmm. I'm not interested in the religious establishment applauding us. I want fresh, hot Jesus in my life 24-7. I want to experience him. Listen to me. So... If I'm thinking that my relationship with God is based on my performance, I'm, what I'm really saying is that, or what I'm really doing is living with this sense of unworthiness in my life. And what does that bring? Fear? Condemnation? Because guess what? You can't perfectly perform. You're going to make mistakes <laughs> because we, we, we're, we're growing. And our relationship with God is not based on our performance. It's based on the perfect performance of Christ. That's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So this is a big deal, and I don't think it's really talked about enough, this idea of unworthiness or condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We're set free. The law of the spirit of life has set us free from the law of sin and death, right? Mm -hmm. So I want you to, to really, as we go forward today, and we're going to spend some good time in this, we want this to soak in, but I want you to start being aware of any type of condemnation in your life. So good. I mean, the least little hint of it. The least little hint of unworthiness. If you're in Christ, you are worthy. Did you hear that? There is nothing unworthy about you anymore. You are as worthy as Christ is worthy. You are as loved as Christ is loved by the Father. There is no difference between you standing before the Father and Jesus standing before the Father. See, and I know this might sound shocking, but this is the gospel. It's in the gospel of let's John. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's read. Can we read the yeah, word? Is that all right? Listen, uh, and this is, I love events. I love going to events, and I love lights. I love music, and I love... Food. Uh, yeah, I love going to events. But let me, let me tell you uh, a secret. The most powerful times in my life have been in my home alone with Christ and my Bible. And that will be the same for the rest of my life. It's exciting to go to a vet. It's exciting to have live music. It's exciting to have lights. But listen, those things will not benefit you if or even close to what you're doing privately in your home. 
I'm talking about you alone in your home getting to know Christ through his word. So in other words, you're talking about the word. We are all about what God has said to us through his son. Yeah. I know, and it's exciting. We can get caught up in the emotion or the atmosphere of an event. But the reality is we don't live in events. No. We don't live in large gatherings. We live in our homes. Right. And uh, I, I don't know what movie we had watched in the last month or so, but it was something where, uh, where someone had some kind of a supernatural power um, and they would, they would have to go to a certain place to, to kind of recharge and activate that. And, you know, I thought about that and I thought, you know, what if as believers we, we cultivated this consciousness of being one with God mm-hmm. and that, when we, that, that there's nothing more exciting than being alone with God? That, and so being, spending time with him was not something that we did as a duty. It was something we look forward to more than going to a, a, a concert or a, a sporting event. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, boy, I'm so excited. I know. Uh, <laughs> no, for example, let's, let's talk about this. I mean, how much do you look forward to being alone with Christ? Just let's just be real. Now, have you had this experience before? Like you're, you're tired and, you know, it's maybe it's 11, 1130 p.m. in the evening and maybe you're flipping through the, the TV or you're flipping through an app and all of a sudden you see a movie you really want to watch. And all of a sudden you're not tired anymore. <laughs> Have you ever had that happen? And it's like a, a two plus hour movie. It's 1130 at night. You put that thing on and all of a sudden you're awake. Mm-hmm. Come on, anyone with me? <laughs> anyone relate to that? And you watch this entire movie and it's like 1.30 in the morning. And then the movie's over and you're like, oh, I really need to go to bed, right? <laughs> well, what if you looked forward to spending time alone with Christ more than watching that movie? This is something I, I, I've uh, reminded myself of. And, he, and I regularly said, wait a minute, I'm going to spend time with God in my closet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to experience Christ. Mm-hmm. Ah! There's nothing more exciting than that. There's nothing that's more invigorating, more life-producing than getting alone with Christ. So let's do that right now. Here we are. We're in our home. You're maybe in your home or another person's home. And we're going to open his word and be transformed. So when I get alone with God, I've got my, my hard copy Bible. And I open the word to usually to a specific passage that reveals to me who Jesus is, what he's done for me and who I am in him. Okay? Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. You're saying here, I think that uh, the study of the word transcends just a mental oh, yeah. process. When you oh, talk yeah. about your life changing, yeah. the word of God is living and active. It's powerful. And it has the mm-hmm. ability uh, when we receive it by faith, when we, mm-hmm. when we open ourselves to the word of God, and then, uh, you know, count it as being the authority, uh, yep. you know, to which we, uh, we come under, yep. you know, the authority of the word. Uh, it's more than just a mental um, uh, process. Oh, yeah. It is yep. transformative to our whole very person. core, yes. our very person. Yes. And that is a testament to the living nature 
of the word of God. Yeah. That it says of itself that it's living and it's active, it's powerful. And, you know, when you approach the word of God, knowing that it's living, active and powerful, yeah. you have now an expectation for something to be reworked. I remember yeah. having the experience of reading another book on another topic, yeah. not the scripture. And it was actually a financial book many, many years ago. And I was reading this and there were new concepts, things I had never heard before at that stage in my life. And I uh, literally could perceive uh, things being rearranged on the inside of me mm -hmm. because of this new, truly, it was a financial revelation, this new information that came to me, but not just for a mental change, but on the inside, I knew that this had to move from being up here to down over here. Um, there was like a like mm -hmm. a, a moving mm -hmm. of things on the inside of me um, that this new information brought. And so when we all the more the word of God, um, when we have an expectation mm. that this is, as I read it, able to reorder yeah. and set yeah. in place in proper place yeah. the things in my life that will affect the things of God, divine, mm. heavenly things yeah. in my life. Amen. So we have to remove from our thinking the idea that God is boring. <laughs> really? He is. I mean, and I, I'm not knocking these things, but we live in a culture that's calling out to you to, right. to participate in all the things that they say are exciting. Right. I, I, I love going to stadiums. I, I enjoy those things. Right. I like concerts. Right. I like uh, you know, worship services in, in large venues. I, I like park. coffee shops. I like amusement parks. <laughs> but you know what? Those things are lame <laughs> compared to personal time with Christ. You have to renew your mind. You're in the presence of the living God. Yeah. Listen to me. If watching a movie excites you more than spending time with God, you just need to shift your thinking. Okay? And I'm telling you, I love creativity. I love seeing thoughts and ideas and visions come together through technology and, and creative teams coming together. But listen, we need to change our thinking. There's nothing more exciting than experiencing Christ daily. Nothing more exciting. Hallelujah. So when I, when my daily, so when I get up in the morning, before I even go to bed, I'm conscious of when I'm going to get alone with him. And I'm, I'm, I've already set that time aside, and I'm not going to let anything pull me away from that, mm -hmm. right? Because nothing's more exciting. You can give me season tickets at Gillette Stadium. Come on, New Englanders. <laughs> but if I had to choose between season tickets at an NFL stadium and spending time with Jesus, no contest. Mm -hmm. I'm, I've got to have that time with him. He's better than any fireworks display you've ever been to. He's better than any concert. He's better than all the restaurants you've been put been to together. I'm telling you. But listen, you have to renew your mind to this. We're not we're not little religious scouts reciting prayers and and lighting candles. We're people who are full of the Holy Spirit and we're getting alone with the one who created us and we're transformed as we spend time with him and realize that Jesus did what he did for us and that we are new creations in him now. 
and we interact with him and we let the Holy Spirit speak to us and guide us and direct us and lead us in our lives. We're flowing here. I hope you're with us, guys. We're flowing. Uh, let me give you an example. Let's go to a scripture that's very well known in terms of uh, most believers have heard it before. Mm -hmm. But let's break it down. John 3, 16. John chapter 3. I already turned there before we started going live. I cheated. So we're in John 3, 16. But you can turn there now or you can go there on your app on your phone. Or you, if you're in our live platform, you don't have to leave the app. Just hit the Bible tab. And uh, if we don't have it yet, do we have the testimony tab available? Yes. What is it called testimony? Or what does it say on that? Uh, share your testimony. Share your testimony. I want to tell you about that too as we're going to John 3.16. We really want to encourage you to use this live platform. It's very cool. It's very interactive. Um, and we've got a, a share your testimony button. We want to hear about the goodness of God in your life. So, I, you know, just click on that thing and say, hey, this is what God did in my life this week. We'd love to hear about that. We want to share testimonies. We want to know what God is doing in your life. But you can create your own username profile in that platform, and all of your notes will be saved. You'll have your own Bible there with all of the translations available to you, or a lot of them anyway. And uh, you can chat and interact. So we really want to encourage you to use our live platform that's available through our website, highwaychurch.us. Just click on live in our menu and utilize that. Um, but let's go to, let's read John 3.16. So here we are now. Again, you've got to renew your mind to the reality that God is alive in you. There's no distance between you and him. There's no distance between you and the Father. Christ has brought you together and made you one, and nothing and no one can change that. You are one with God. I'm going to read you some scriptures on that. There's no distance between you and the Father. He is your Father. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world. It's talking about people, not trees. Okay, talking about people. For God so loved men, women, young people, children, right? Senior citizens, people, human beings. For God so loved people that he gave his only begotten son. That's how much he loved us. So I'm alone with Christ in my home, my, wherever I meet with him, my kitchen, my bedroom, uh, my, my basement, wherever it is. And I'm reading this now and I'm believing it's true about me. I'm believing the reality of this is coming alive inside of me every day. God so loved me. He so loved the people around me that he gave his only begotten son. Why? That whoever believes in him should not perish, but experience an intimate relationship with the Father. Do you remember that from last week? I hope you watched the message last week. That's what eternal life means. Intimacy with the Father. Intimacy with the Father. That's what it means, right? And you know at Highway we like to de-religify <laughs> terms that have, have been, uh, <laughs> the life has been sapped out of them through religious tradition. Jesus said you made the word of God of no effect through your religious tradition, right? right, right? right. Mm -hmm. So what is eternal life? It means to know and experience God. Okay, so God gave his son for me so that I can experience him intimately in my daily life. 
so I can experience the salvation, the healing, the, the wisdom, the righteousness, the joy, the peace, the power and life of Christ in my home, in my life daily. Verse 17 goes on to say, For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world should be saved, that sozo, made whole, made complete, healed, safe and sound through Christ. Hallelujah. Now the Amplified says this, uh, verse 16 says, So that whoever believes in, whoever trusts in, whoever clings to, whoever relies on him, shall not perish, shall not come to destruction, shall not be lost, but have everlasting life. For God did not send the Son into the world in order to judge, to reject, to condemn, to pass sentence on the world. And by the way, he has not delegated that to the church either. No. <laughs> okay, that's not our responsibility in this life, to judge and condemn others. Hello, what's our responsibility? Tell people how good he is, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. To the world that the world might find salvation and be made safe and sound through him. This is the gospel. So as I'm spending time with God, as I'm reading his word, I'm letting the Holy Spirit unveil it to me. I realize I'm not just a person going through some religious ceremony. I'm actually a child of God meeting with my Father, and His Spirit, the very teacher with a capital T, is unveiling to me the reality of who I am in Him. He's unveiling to me that I am a new creation in Christ, that the resurrection life of Christ is flowing in me, that God gave His Son for me, and that I am safe and sound in Him, and that I am I am one with him. I'm living my life okay. in union with the Father. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to keep going through some scriptures. Can we do that? I want, to, I want to say nothing is more exciting than the Word of God. I'm telling you, and, and I see this with believers as well, they haven't recognized the value of the Word of God. I'm not talking about legalism. I'm talking about Jesus. He's the expression. The Word of God is the expression of the heart of God. Mm -hmm. Nothing's more exciting than learning what is in the heart of God. That's so good. In the heart of God is perfect love for you. In the heart of God is, is the fulfillment of every dream and desire. In the heart of God is every good and rich thing. In the heart of God. People need to know how amazing he is and that the meaning of their life is found in intimacy with him. And listen, tell people about this highway network. Tell people, invite people to, your, to gather with you on Sundays. Invite people to go through the Bible studies during the week. It's this news, this information, this word that we have has to be heard, okay? <laughs> First John, let's go to First John. First John's towards the end of the New Testament. So we don't read the Bible as a legalistic document because it's not. Okay, people can turn it into that, but that's not what it is. It is the revelation of God's love for us. It is the revelation of what he's done for us through his son. All right, First John chapter 3. Here we are, right? God's sons and daughters. Where we realize that God, being alone with God is better than the, the greatest movie ever made. It's better than, a, than a, season, a season pass to our favorite sports team. We're alone with God. We're, we're with Him now. 
I'm tingling right now. Why? Because I've cultivated a consciousness of his presence in my life. Do you realize there are things that tried to enter my life that could not enter my life because I've taken time to cultivate this consciousness that I'm encouraging you to cultivate? You see, you won't be afraid of, of uh, things of this world when you become conscious that you're one with the Father. Did you hear me? Any kind of fear is not all right. All right? We are conscious that we are one with the Father. Hello? So we don't allow fear of bugs, right? We don't allow fear of falling off buildings. We don't allow fear of viruses. We are one with the Father. You hear me? You've got to cultivate this consciousness. So you can tell how conscious you are of your unity with him by, by the, the presence of fear or the absence of fear in your life. Because his presence will remove fear from your life. Mm -hmm. Consciousness mm -hmm. of his presence will remove fear from your life. Hallelujah. I mean, uh, I tell you what, the Holy Spirit wants, wants you to know mm -hmm. how real he is. Mm -hmm. And I don't, this is, we're just flowing, and I, I'm not, uh, we're just flowing, okay? I mean, I'm talking about the little things in life. I went outside the other night, and I came in, and there were like four mosquito bites on my arm. You know what I did? I said, nope. <laughs> I don't allow any reaction to mosquitoes in my body. <laughs> did you hear me? You said, well, how, that's kind of, what are you talking about? I'm one with God. Jesus said, I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions, mm -hmm. and over all the power of the enemy, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Well, if snakes and scorpions aren't going to hurt me, it's mosquitoes you're not mm -hmm. going to hurt me, mm -hmm. right? True. And you know how quickly those bites vanished? Fast. Mm -hmm. Fast. Gonzo. You know? <laughs> I'm talking, when you cultivate this consciousness with the Father, you become a whole different person. You don't live... Oh. Are you ready? Are you ready to be changed? I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, we're being changed right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. We're talking about intimacy with God like you've never known. We are growing, Highway family. Let go of your, your ideas and concepts, traditions that, that are, are even remotely, that even slightly fall short of what Christ did for you. Just let it go and embrace the reality that you are a son, you are a daughter of God Most High. You're an offspring of the creator of the universe. His resurrection power is flowing through your body. Nothing in this world can harm you. You are on a mission. You're an ambassador of Christ. You're going to do the same things Jesus did and greater things than these. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Let me read you 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us. Is it, is it greater than the latest Netflix series? Yeah. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that's what we are. You're born of God. You're His offspring. <laughs> the reason the world does not know us is it did not know Him. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. Are you ready for this one? 
1 Corinthians 6.17. That's more towards, that's after Romans, right? 1 Corinthians 6.17. Hallelujah. That's chapter 3, chapter 6. But the one who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with him. We're, we're one with God. We're one with God. It's so good. I know this, this frustrates Satan. This frustrates the strategies of the enemy in our life. This is the last thing he wants you to hear. And so listen, he, he, he's trying to get you offended. He'll try and get you to, to tune out what I'm saying. I'm telling you that through the finished work of Christ, if you've put your faith in what he's done for you, you have been joined to God himself. You have become one with the Father, and nothing in this world is stronger than you. Greater is Christ in you than anything in this world. I don't know what it was, I think, as we were moving and, and packing up, and I was outside and walking through some weeds on our property, and I got some kind of something on my skin. And this red-like mark started to grow and develop. I don't know what it was. I don't care. I don't allow it. So this, this itchy something started growing on my skin. And I, what I did, I reminded myself, wait a minute, the resurrection life of Christ is in my skin. I'm one. See, you've got to make this relevant to your skin, <laughs> relevant to your daily life. The gospel is as relevant as relevant can be. It's not a distant thing. It's relevant to the condition of your skin. Yeah, it's, if, if there's, if it's, if there's a distance, it's not re relevant. That's right. Know? Come on. So. Yeah. And you're right. That's the enemy's strategy. Yeah. Would be for us to live with this distance. Uh, yeah. Live um, with all these troubles or distractions. But, mm, mm, you mm. know, eliminating the distance really brings relevance to every part. Absolutely. Every part, Absolutely. Every part of your life. Absolutely. And, you know, you're really talking about, what is it, John chapter 17, when, when mm. Jesus is praying yeah. for us that we would be uh, one. Yes. And he says, you know, that we're one with the Father as he is with the Father. That's exactly right. That he loves us That's with right. the same love. God loves us with the same love that he loves the son. Absolutely. Loves Jesus. Absolutely. And I mean, that's shocking. When, yeah. and, but Jesus himself in those chapters, John 14 through 17, he's trying Powerful. to convey uh, that the spirit of God, that we're one, that he's dwelling in us, mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. the love of the father for us is the same that he has for Jesus, the son. Yeah. And uh, just to dwell in those chapters even mm -hmm. is just such a great study. But, Absolutely. you know, as the distance is yeah. eliminated, yep. the relevance becomes yep. more, um, more real. <laughs> Jesus said that this gospel applies to the hairs on our head. That's right. You see, this gospel is as intimate as you can get. That's right. It applies to the cells of your body. It goes down to the subatomic level. And this is the message we're bringing to you. Mm -hmm. And you need this message in your life. Mm -hmm. You need to grab a hold of this. You need to, to let the Holy Spirit make this real to you. Because I, I, this message needs to be preached 
in more places more often. We're going to do everything we can to, to, to see that happen. You're talking about John 17. I encourage you, take some time today. Go through John 14, 15, 16, and 17. But let me read to you what you're talking about, John 17. Yeah. So powerful. But what, what I love about these four chapters is you're seeing this relationship with an offspring of God. Right? Jesus was the only begotten Son of God. He, he surrendered His glory. He came to earth, was conceived in the womb of a virgin. He was the firstborn from among the dead. Right? But he's, he was, he's now become our elder brother. And in John 17, verse 20, I'll start in verse 20. He says, I do not pray for those, these alone. He was praying for the disciples that were physically in his presence at that time. Okay? So he said, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. That's you and me. Right. Right? That's you. That's this highway family. That's any believer, right? So, uh, so how have we come into this new life? Through the word that the disciples carried. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? So again, we're training ourselves to, to focus on what God has said, on the Word of God, not on lights and cameras and stadiums and fireworks, but on what God has said. That's why we, our whole focus in this ministry is bringing to you the Word. If you've got the Word of God, you've got everything. Mm-hmm. You, you, can, you can do anything if you've got the Word of God. You realize nothing is impossible with you as long as you know what God has said. All right, as what God has brought to us in His Word. He says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their Word. That's the Highway Home Network. That they all may be one as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. Wow. He was praying this before He rose from the That's dead. Right. Mm-hmm. This was future tense when He was praying it. It's our present tense now. That's right. Right? And the glory which you gave me, are you ready for this? The glory, verse 22, the glory which you gave me, I have given them. Wow. Wow. Are you telling me that the same glory Jesus has, you have? Well, Jesus is telling you that. Yeah. Right? The same glory of, the glory of Christ is upon you. Are you kidding me? Nope. That's the gospel. Wow. That they may be one just as we are one. This is Jesus talking. We're not making this up. I hope you're reading it in your Bible. Verse 23, I in them. Yes. Christ is in us and you in me, God the Father in me. That they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as I have lo- as you have loved me. That you have loved them mm-hmm. even as you have loved me. God loves you just as he loves Jesus. Mm-hmm. This is what will change the world. Mm-hmm. Not condemning them. Not telling them they've got to light 20 candles for God to hear them. That doesn't change anybody. What changes people? God loves you. He gave his son for you. And if you'll just believe in what he did for you, you'll become one with the Father. And you'll experience the same love that the Father has for Jesus will be upon your life. And no one or nothing can separate you from that love ever again. That's what changes the world. This is the gospel. That we have been united with God as our very own Father. That we are now Jesus's uh, sibs in the earth. <laughs> uh, Jesus, we're sibs of Jesus. Yeah. Come on, 
We are sibs of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're born of the seed of God, the incorruptible word of God. I'm telling you, this gospel makes the devil mad. <laughs> he wants you to hear religious tradition. He didn't care about that. Light all the candles you want. He's laughing at you as you're lighting your candles because he knows there's no power in a candle. Listen, I'm not trying to, I'm trying to shake, stir you up. Get away from thinking these these ceremonies have power. Mm -hmm. It's Christ. Christ is the power. You, oneness with God is the power. That's what Christ came for. He came so that you would no longer be separated from the Father, that you would live your daily life full of His resurrection power, that you would have the wisdom of God to lead and guide you in every life decision. Hallelujah. Come on, isn't this good? Mm -hmm. I mean, I want to hear this every day. Mm -hmm. And I purpose to hear it every day. I do. And I'll, I will say it to myself every day. Can I, sit, can I share with you a, one more scripture? Oh, one more scripture. Let's do one more scripture. Can we do one more scripture? Come on. It's like, you know, where do we go to eat the other day? It's like, man, just one more bite. This is so delicious. Okay, I'll just mm -hmm. take one more. Mm -hmm. I went to this little taco truck. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, it, these tacos, they were $1.50 each. So I said, man, I'm going to get three of those things. But you know what? They were only this big. <laughs> but man, they were good. Had I known the size, I would have probably bought like 50 of them, you know? <laughs> but it was too late. By the time we got home and opened the bag, we opened it, it these little guys, you know? But I'm telling you, man, I was like, how many can I eat? One more. Mm -hmm. Right? Taste and see the Lord is good. Mm -hmm. I... I, I Train yourself to realize nothing and no one is more delicious than Jesus. Mm -hmm. There are sometimes, listen, I go in to pray and it just feels like, you know, I'm reading a word and I, I'm not feeling any lightning or fireworks. Mm -hmm. But I stir myself up, say, wait a minute, this is the living word of God, like you said earlier. It's alive, it's powerful, it's quick, it's moving in me. And after I, I begin worshiping him and stirring up the reality of him inside of me, 15, 20 minutes later, man, I'm in a whole different place and I'm feeling the presence of God mm -hmm. in my body, in my soul. I'm experiencing him. Hallelujah. Let's read one more scripture. As we finish up. How are we doing, Highway family? Come on, are you awake? <laughs> Don't you love changing, being transformed by the goodness of God? That's right. Uh, say bye-bye, religious tradition. Come on. That's right. Just say bye-bye to the wisdom of Your faith was never meant to be in the wisdom of man. It's always to be in the power of God. Amen. That's where our faith is to be, in the very power of God. And that's what we're exhorting you to do, to forsake the wisdom of man and embrace what Christ has done for you. And it's revealed to us in his word. Are you ready for this scripture? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. We're just, it's crazy. It's Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. This is how one you are with him. No distance between God and me ever again. Even if I totally blow it tomorrow, mm -hmm. I'm still one with the Father. Mm -hmm. even, I, even if I just make the dumbest mistake I could ever make, I'm one with the Father. Nothing can separate me from my unity with Him. Nothing can remove me from this sonship He's given me. Mm. Nothing can, can, can uh, motivate Him to turn His back on me. 
The only son he turned his back on was Jesus, and that was on the cross when Jesus became sin. And that's when Jesus said, uh, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's the only time he did it because Jesus became sin. But you know what? On the third day, he turned his face back toward his son. Mm -hmm. And what happened? His son stripped the devil of all power and authority and rose alive. And from that moment on, victory became available to anyone who believed mm -hmm. in him. Colossians 2, 9 and 10. Are you ready? For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Now, I think most Christians would agree with that, right? Here's the kicker. Keep reading. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. Amen. So most believers would say, oh, I just keep leaning on this mm -hmm. table. That's all right. In Christ, most Christians would agree, okay, I, I can say all the fullness of God lives in him. But if I say all the fullness of God lives in you, they'd be like, ah, that's, some would even think maybe that's blasphemy. Right. Right? But yet it's the gospel. The fullness of the Godhead is dwelling in you. Let's keep reading. In New American Standard says, And in him you have been made complete. Verse 10, Colossians 2. Let me read you the Amplified. These verses, this is a regular declaration over my life. For in him, that's in Jesus, the whole fullness of deity, the Godhead, continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature. Verse 10, and you are in him made full and having come to fullness of life in Christ, you too are filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Highway family, begin to say this about yourself, because if you don't cultivate a consciousness of this, you'll never experience it. So I've, I've prepared a statement. I've shared it with you before. Uh, and it's based off of several translations of these two verses. The NIV, the New American Standard, the Amplified, the Weast, the Passion. It's, it's very powerful. But I began to say this. I am in him. I have been made full. I have been brought to fullness and made complete. Oh, it's a, I live in a state of fullness. Mm -hmm. Holy, filled, and flooded with Christ Himself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, and that's just a little bit of I'm not going through the whole thing for time's sake, but it's all based on this reality here. Okay, so it's Sunday. It's a new week. It's a new day. What are you going to do? You're going to realize that Jesus Christ is more fun than any amusement park, more <laughs> exciting than your favorite movie, and you're going you're gonna to get alone with him, not out of a sense of duty, but because you just can't wait to taste him. Mm -hmm. You just can't wait to experience his power and glory in your life, and you will experience his power and glory in your life as you simply change your thinking mm -hmm. and cultivate this in your daily life. Man, oh man, oh man. Mm -hmm. 
So we're here, guys. We're moving forward. We've got to wrap this thing up. We want to encourage you. Talk about this after this, this broadcast is over. Talk about Christ living in you. Pray with one another. Cultivate this consciousness. This is what we're doing at Highway Church. This is what we're doing, this Highway Home Network. We're cultivating this reality that Christ is living in us, that our home is the best place to be, that, that our greatest ties with Christ will be in our home, that our family's going to experience Him. We're going to experience Him in our marriage. We're going to our dog's going to experience him. Our cat's going to experience him. Our home is going to radiate with his glory. That when people come in our home, they're going to sense his presence and want to know him. Hallelujah. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of his goodness, who he is, what he's done for you, and who you are in him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life He came to give you.